Hey there, you're listening to We Just Like to Talk. I'm your host, Becky. And I'm Kara. This is part two of our episode, We Love Scammers. If you missed part one, go back and listen to us discussing Inventing Anna. Here in part two, we're going to be talking about the Tinder swindler, as well as sharing some of our own scammy stories. Hope you enjoy. scammers. I love reading about them, talking about them. I love watching movies about them. There is something about scammers that I find incredibly fascinating. Might I also add, I sometimes also like being a scammer. (laughs) Not every single day, but... (laughs) Yeah, so one of my favorite podcasts is called Scam Goddess. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hosted by Lacey Mosley. And every time she has a guest on the show, she always asks them, what is your relationship with scams? So yeah. Becky, would you like to share uh, either times you've been scammed or times you have run some scams? Okay, so at one point was scamming, <laughs> I don't know if I want to say the company's name because I don't want them to come after me. Shall we call them a food, food deliver- prep? Yeah, food delivery yeah, service. Well, one of that. those companies that sends you food, like meals that you can make that come in a box. There we right? go, yeah. Who shall not yeah. be named, but you know who they are. So at one point, and they're probably still doing this, but it's like, if you've never ordered from them, they'll give you like three free meals. And then the whole thing is that you're giving your credit card information, but you can cancel before they charge you. So essentially you get three free meals and then that's it. You can renew your subscription if you want. You don't have to. So what I was doing was... I was using like different email addresses. I was getting friends. I'm pretty sure at one point I asked you to do it for me. And the whole point is I'd go through their customer service and be like, oh yeah, like I, like my roommate has tried it from my home, but like I haven't tried it. And so they'd be like, oh, okay, no problem. Like that's an easy workaround, you know, we'll let you pass through. That's fine. And I think I honestly did it like 10 or 11 times. Um, wow. So I was known as the blank company name scammer. Um, <laughs> you know, I had I had a bit of a reputation, but I'm okay with that. As as for like being scammed, I don't think it's I, fortunately like knock on wood that's never happened to me. But what about you, Miss Kara? Yeah, I was trying to think. I'm like, huh. You know, I am a fairly gullible person. I want to be kind to people. So I think I'm the type of person who would make a good mark. I think that the only thing that kind of protects me is probably the fact that I'm not one of those people, like I'm very good at being like, okay, something is too good to be true. So I am more, I don't know why I'm telling people my weaknesses here, but I'm more likely to be scammed by somebody who's like desperate and needs help than somebody who's like trying to get me in on like a get rich quick deal. Mm. But I can't remember any particular times where I feel like I've been scammed. I'm sure there's been times here and there where like maybe I've donated to a scammy GoFundMe or something. Cause I think these days that's low hanging fruit and it's just so hard to vet some of these things. So it's kind of like, 
you know, you gotta, you just gotta give your money away sometimes and <laughs> hope that it's going to the right people. Yep. But I, I can't remember any time I've encountered like a slick operator who kind of led me along and then it turned out to be a scam in the end. Mm. Maybe that just me- means they were so good. I don't realize how I've been fleeced. Maybe. Same here though. As far as scamming goes, I like how you talked about it because <laughs> I I don't think I could do that. I am too honest and I follow I like to follow the rules. I, um, I definitely like I know. to follow the rules. You're a rebel. But yeah, I, I and appreciate that I'm... in you. I appreciate that you are the type of like you're you're a law abiding citizen and I totally Well, I'm gonna get caught. Like they'll call me on it <laughs> and I'll start sweating. Right. Um, well, okay. Sorry. I just thought of how I was accidentally a tea thief. I shared this story on Twitter, but I can tell on the podcast here just recently, I ordered tea from our local tea store, the international house of tea. I love it. I love supporting local businesses. And for various reasons, I won't get into all the details. I thought they had basically overcharged me. They hadn't given me all of the tea that I ordered. So I went into the store like a week after I picked up the order and I'm like, can you give me this tea that I owed? And they said, fine. They were confused about how the mistake could have happened. But I (laughs) I gave them this story that made sense to me at the time. And then like the day later, I went to refill this canister of Earl Grey cream. And I realized I had actually filled it previously. So the missing tea was there all along. And I had inadvertently scammed the tea store. And I am not joking when I say I literally broke out in a cold sweat (laughs) as I realized this. That is how active my conscience gets. So this is why I wouldn't make a good scammer because like I I went to this, I spent all my whole workday was bad because this thing was hanging over my head. The moment I was done work, I went to the store and it's the same person who was uh, working at the store that day. So thankfully, you know, I told him, I'm like, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Please charge me money. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. So this is why Kara would not make for a good scammer because um, it's not just that I'm too honest. It's like this honesty is like this biological reaction inside me. Um, do you think, so like if I were trying to... Sorry, I was going to say, yeah. like, do you think it would have been different if it was like a larger corporation? Like, do you think it would have been yes. the same, like you would have had the same reaction if it was like David's tea? No, I mean, David's Tea can go fuck themselves. Um, the the wife of the owner of David's Tea donated to the old convoy. So, oh. you know, they deserve to go bankrupt. Their <laughs> bad, shady business practices. Sorry, is this the anti-David's Tea podcast now? Um, no, um, yeah, if it were David's Tea, if it were Walmart, if it were not a local business, whatever. Yeah. So I scanned them out of some tea. Yeah. That's a good point. I think for me, it's got to be like, my honesty is connected to I am scamming this business that, you know, it's hard enough being a local business, especially in a small town like this. Um, But at the same time, I still don't think I could do what you did, Becky, because I I would fold. I would fold like a cheap suit. The moment that customer service person was like, but we've already sent free meals to your address. I'd be like, you're right. You caught me. I'm so sorry. I'm going to change my phone number and move to Siberia. (laughs) I think like my I think like my thing was just like this is a huge corporation. This is not a local yeah. business. Like I don't feel I don't feel that bad. And there's so many people that aren't taking advantage of this offer that it's like I might as well. <laughs> I 
shall we <laughs> talk about the Tinder swindler? Because <laughs> be because let's be real. I mean, both scammers, yes, but total one eighty. I am not on board ways. with Simon Leviev. Oh, me neither. And and you know, even the way that it was presented to us, obviously, was so different. We got true documentary. We got the stories from the individuals. We got like some footage and and the journalism behind it. It was just so, so well done. I mean, kudos to them. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I don't know about you, Cara. Like when you were watching it, I was, it was mm-hmm. like mouth open on the edge of my seat. Just like, I cannot believe he's doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's, it's a bold yeah. scam because he took so it's much so money bold. from these women and the documentary only interviews yeah. three of them. It names a couple of others mm-hmm. uh, who were victims of this guy. We don't know how many people he scammed. Uh, I don't think we'll ever know. And that's the thing that really kind of I sat with afterwards so was scary. like, wow, like of these three women who get interviewed, they didn't get any money back from him mm-hmm. other than the one who was selling his designer clothes, which whew, good job, girl. Um, but you know they yeah. they didn't get any money from him because <laughs> when he was finally captured and arrested, he was charged because he had an outstanding warrant for something different, and he went to jail and he got out in like a year and went back to Israel and like he's still out like he's still out there. He's probably running a different scam now. Like you know he's back so on scary. Tinder. Like I know, yeah, with probably a new. A new face. Yeah, that part where he's like going to a plastic surgeon to change his face. Yes. Oh my God. So crazy and good for that plastic surgeon because he literally told Simon, I will, I would never do that because that's what criminals, that's the plastic surgery that plastic surgeon's like, um, I've seen Nip Tuck. I know how this ends. It's not good for me. (laughs) Yeah, crazy. There's something like, you know, they get like a chin implant, cheeks, and then like the forehead. Uh, I go for the oh, body implants. so creepy. Um, oh, <laughs> there you go. Um, and, and, I, and I would just like to say right off the bat, like when, when I, I feel like when I first heard about this scam, I, I immediately, you know, had a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. I was like, oh, these women are so... You know, it wasn't like so stupid, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're so gullible. Yeah. Like, why would you lend this guy so much money? Like, hu- like you said, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. But let's take a step back because, um, you know, when you're invested in someone and you care for someone, because clearly they all did and they all had to get to that point, you would do mm-hmm. something like that. And listen, I will go on the record and say that at one point, I lent one of my exes $3,000. I don't know. It was like over time, but I kept track. And then, of course, like when we broke up, I said, I want my money back. I want it by this time. If you don't give it to me, I will sue you. I was really young, but it's like. I don't I know the story. I didn't have. Yeah, like it, basically it was his it was his vehicle or something. I mean, he was, you know what? Maybe I was getting scammed because he was probably doing some <laughs> shady shit on the side. Or did he give you um, your money? <laughs> that I just wasn't aware of. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, he did. So it it was, I gave him, I don't know, which is so funny. He like gave him like two months. Good or for you, you though. That's the Becky I know and love. Like, you, yeah, don't yeah, let, yeah. you don't take yeah. bullshit from anybody. I don't let 
no, 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 no. I would, yeah, I would never. And I made sure, like, I, I mm-hmm. covered all my bases of being like, okay, his dad knows. Told his dad up front, being like, your son owes me like three grand. And by the way, he cheated Fuck on him. me, so double whammy for you. Fuck well, but and that's uh. the other thing about the women, the victims of this tender swindler, is yeah. you know, often what a uh, somebody in this position does is they try to isolate their victims. In this case. Like these women weren't mm-hmm. isolated. They had friends. They had family. You know, Cecily, um, she has a mother who's like getting concerned for her and stuff. Like these women had connections. Yeah. So I think it's a good reminder that it's very easy for us to think, oh, this would never happen to me. I'd be smarter than that. You know, but it's like you and I, we're both smart people and we have each other and we have other people in our yeah. lives who might, you know, sound alarms if this were happening to us. I think it could still happen to us if the circumstances yeah. were right. So I just, I think this is a good cautionary so tale too. of it can happen to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. It can happen to anyone. And and it's also like, um, I don't know about you, but while I was watching it, it was just like certain points. And I know it's a lot easier, you know, because we're not involved. Yes. Like it's so, we it's can so be dispassionate to sit back and be like, Oh, that's, yeah, of course. And and to say like, that's a red flag, that's a red flag. But it's also a good reminder to just be like, okay, what are these red flags? And, and if, if something similar were happening to me, would I be able to spot them right away? The whole love bombing thing? I mean, when he's like, I've never felt like this, this way, never. I love you, my one. Can, can you clarify what you know, love bombing on means? Strong. Yeah, so love bombing is basically like the person's coming in fast and strong with like all of these compliments but it's like very passionate very like you know you're my one and only you're amazing you're incredible like it's it's compliments but it's like it's like an i love you sort of compliment like you're so the it's best. like you're you're overwhelming you people with love Never. to the point where yeah yeah they are gaslighting they, themselves they want to believe right? that where it's like so once you start doing something questionable, if they call you out on it, they're like, what do you mean? Like, I just, you know, I'm giving you flowers. Right. And that's what he did was he, like, I always think about the first date that he took all these women on where it's like, he would pressure them into going on a European vacation with him short notice. And then um, he'd overwhelm them with shows of his wealth, private jet, champagne, you know, everything, yachts, and so he, he basically would use the money from a previous victim to finance his swindling of the next victim by, as you said, love bombing her so that when he got to the point where he mm-hmm. was starting to ask her for money, she would already be so invested in him yep. that it's like, you know, she'd be like, oh, I know this is wrong, but he really loves me. Like he's been saying all these things to me. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but um there's that power of like going back and rereading those text messages from a loved one. Right. And it's like, I bet these women were just sitting there yeah. scrolling back on their phones, you know, rereading all these lovey dovey messages from him and talking themselves into how it was okay that they're opening up new bank accounts to take out more loans for him. Oh, you just feel like so sick to your stomach because it's like, he just exploited them in the one of the grossest ways possible of being like you know using love essentially using you know women who were vulnerable who were seeking a true connection with someone and exploiting that 
and using that for his own benefit like it's truly disgusting and it's like I don't blame these women especially after watching this Mm -hmm. this movie it was like okay yeah if I were in that situation I probably would have been opening up I mean I don't think I could well that's the thing it's just like wow like you went really (laughs) far you were very dedicated to giving this guy money like I I feel I'm not, I am not judging them yeah. for what they did, but there's a part of me that's just like so aghast yeah. that you could even do that. Like I get nervous when I put a couple I thousand know. dollars on my line of credits. Right. <laughs> I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, and I would like to point out that he does use this technique called foot in the door technique. And I don't know if you noticed this, but it's like he would ask for like something oh, small yeah, okay. or he would ask for like, let's say maybe, you know, like $5,000 or $10,000. And it's like, okay, that's not, that's not an absurd amount. Or like, oh, can I, you know, can can you open up a credit card in your name? Okay, well, maybe the limit's like, I don't know, 20,000. Then it's like, it it keeps increasing over time, because it's like, he's art, he has right. his foot in the door, right? Yeah. Actually, and it's the weird back and forth open. where it's like, he'll get angry at, at the woman and lecture her yes. and so she'll feel bad because, of course, he's been love bombing her and then he'll relent. And it's yeah. the carrot and the stick where it's like, he's mean yep. to her. It's this abusive pattern. He's mean to her and then he he's nice to her yep. again. And that's what she craves, what right? Wants. So yep. it's, this, it's this cycle of dependency and addiction. She gets addicted to satisfying him yep. and pleasing him the yeah. affirmations um yep. what really got to me was how he was so prepared so cold about it you know he would be sending the exact same messages to these women over and over he'd use the same faked photos and staged videos of his bodyguard being beaten up like i remember the journalists mm-hmm. talking about how they were going through these uh, conversations, the records of their their WhatsApp texts and messages and stuff, and like correlating them with what other women had been through, because it's like, you know, he he had this script almost to follow, and that's what really got me. Is it's not that he was um, adapting it for each woman; it was almost like he just saw all these women as mm-hmm. interchangeable, and it was just like they were banks for him. Yep, he'd take withdrawals from the banks of these women, and then he'd move on so wild and also the other people that were involved like his bodyguard peter the ex-girlfriend who like has yeah that was so weird who has the baby and it's like oh and then we find out that he scammed but she's still like around him but now she's just going along yeah that part i feel like the documentary didn't like i i I get the sense they didn't yeah well they i don't think they they understood that i don't think they had enough information you know the very end of the documentary i liked how they're yeah. like we contacted simon for a statement and he sent them like a message that he was going to sue them which like <laughs> good luck buddy yeah i know like okay you you do that <laughs> um yeah and then i think one of and i mean there were a lot of cringy moments but when um the third the third uh do you call them scammies? scammies victims Someone who's been scammed? survivors victims yeah so the third um i believe her name is charlotte when she goes to stay with him to sell like to grab his clothes to to sell them like she, 
oh my goodness, I just remember yeah. that scene. And I remember thinking before she'd said it, but I was just like, I know she has to pretend, of course, that she's like still in love with him, she's still with him. But I was like, oh my gosh, that just like would eat me up inside because you know the truth and you're so mad that he has scammed you out of money and other women. And you have to go along and pretend like you still are infatuated and in love yeah. with this guy. And you can't give any hint that you're not. So I was like, I really hope that she didn't have to sleep with him. And she said, she's like, laid, <laughs> I laid wide awake in bed that night. And like, luckily, yeah. he didn't make a move. I was like, oh, thank God. But like, still, you, you got to feel for her because. She's having slept easy. with him before, right? Like all these women had these. Well, not all of them. Oh, I think for yeah. no, it was a, just a platonic relationship, but. Um, you know for the most part it was a sexual relationship there was chemistry they were falling for him and they were enjoying their time with him and it's like it must be such a mind fuck right when you realize you've been scammed and now this is a part of them from now on right like there's trauma associated with this and I think that's something else that we don't remember enough when we talk about these scammers you know I, I had somebody ask like why are we always making uh, movies and documentaries and stuff about these people? Why are we giving them this screen time? Shouldn't we make movies about people who deserve it? And it's like, I, I understand where somebody's coming from with that perspective, but I think it's also important that these victims get to tell their story, you know, mm-hmm. that they get to share because they, they had, they're not mm-hmm. getting any money from this. Well, I mean, sorry, they, they weren't paying paid yeah. back by Simon. So I think it's kind of like, um, yeah. it's, it's the opposite of what happened with Rachel, where Rachel was making like $600,000 off the whole Anna thing, you know, and I didn't, I, I, I didn't mm-hmm. like that about Rachel because it felt like she was profiteering, but you know, these women, they were so yeah. thoroughly scammed. They're never going to see any money from Simon. They deserve to be paid to share their stories nope. in this documentary. Um, and then I hope that they can go on and live normal lives. And, you know, I hope they all find the relationships and connections they want, especially like Cecily, who's so honest throughout the whole thing. She's like, yeah, I was on Tinder. I wanted to find something. I wanted to make a connection. I want to love. Right. And then, and then the interviewer is like, are mm-hmm. you going to go back on Tinder? And she's like, oh, I already am. Right? And she's like, you know, and I like, yeah. oh girl, like yeah. I wish you all the best. Cause it sounds like you're bouncing back, but it's punishing the way yeah. that they were crying at points. Like, it's so hard, yeah. and I, I really, really feel for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's, but I think it's amazing that, like you said, they got to, they got to tell their side of things, and and how they're doing now. I think it's, I think it's really great. It, I don't think it was glorifying him. I think it was just telling. No, I don't think he could come off as the good guy in this situation. No, exactly. It, and, and it's also, but I think it's good to highlight yeah. things like this as well, because it's like, this is, this is a very real thing that happened and it's oh, happening. Probably and, so many I mean, smaller scale Tinder swindlers out so there, right? Many. Like, I hope that people kind of yes. open their eyes where it's like, if somebody's messaging you and DMing you and being flirty and then asking you for money. Maybe I should become <laughs> a Tinder swindler. I will do the opposite. <laughs> I will start swindling the men. That's it. That is, I've decided. That's called OnlyFans. Um, I, I do. A, <laughs> oh right, different, uh, <laughs> different platform. Um, 
I that there were definitely those some moments yeah. where I laughed. Um, like when he kept saying like my enemies are after me, and it's like I feel like I want to use that in everyday life when I don't want to do something. I'll just be like my enemies are after me. I can't. Or when I think he was messaging Charlotte, Charlotte towards the end, like when he was just like fucked yeah. and didn't have any, couldn't swindle anyone, and he he was sending pictures of his hostel, and he's like, "Yes, it's hostel, one star." And it's like, are we supposed to feel oh, bad no. for you? Like I'm this confused. Poor guy. <laughs> not not a one star <laughs> hostel. Like I can't believe it. Oh my gosh, only forty dollars oh, a night. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody wants to share their thoughts with us on these shows or their own opinions on scams or wants to share stories of being scammed, how can they get in touch? You can email us at we just like to talk at gmail.com. Cara is the one that checks it. I never do. <laughs> you can also check our Facebook page. That I do check. Uh, we just like to talk and we post when we release new episodes on there. You can like, subscribe, share with a friend on uh, most podcast platforms excellent thank you this has been such a wonderful conversation becky i love watching things about scams Hmm. but even more than that i love talking about these kinds of things with you me too cara and i'm glad that this podcast isn't a scam (laughs) or is it dun dun dun